Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Here we are, the final blunt business of 2021, and we're doing an outlook of 2022, part two of what's next for cannabis in 2022. And on this episode, you might have listened to the last episode where part one, we talked about the new disruptors of cannabis, the rise of psychedelics and new cannabinoids. We even talked a little bit about blockchain disrupting the cannabis industry. And in this episode, part two, we'll talk about what the federal government will get done to help the cannabis industry in 2022. That's the plan there. So as always, normally we'd have guests on the program, but we're going to just go solo today. And I want to just bring up a few things that we have been talking about on the program, but the chance to go and get a little more time to talk about it here on this episode until we go back to regular guests here on the program after the new year. And as you're listening to this, I hope all of you have a wonderful, healthy, happy, and prosperous 2022. Happy New Year here from the folks here at Cannabis Radio and myself. Now, one of the stories that caught my mind, that caught me right now, not too long ago was from Business Insider, whom we've had uh, reporters on from the program here to talk about some of the issues of cannabis that are point of mind. I would definitely go ahead and tell you to go back and I would tell you to go ahead and look back at my interviews with Jeremy Burke, a senior reporter, insider, and Kimberly Leonard, who is a senior writer for healthcare policy at Insider as well. Those were done back in March and April of this year. I would definitely tell you to go back and look at those episodes and, and listen to them for yourselves. But a story that came up from Jeremy Burke and Yeji Jesse Lee talk about how cannabis CEOs aren't betting on federal legalization next year, but that's not stopping them from expanding. As we've talked about, MSO expansion, that is the target right now. And even though they know, they feel like federal legalization will not happen yet, and the reason why we've talked about on the program with some of our guests is the fact that most likely the 2022 midterms are going to be point of mind. And if any accomplishments have been done by Congress so far, it will be the infrastructure bill that they put in place. That's about it and getting that signed. But right now Congress moves so slow and there's so much divisiveness on both sides of the aisle. And then not even just on, on two sides of the aisle, but they're also independents in the same way that, you know, nothing's getting done. The congressional approval is so low. It's bottom out. And right now, in this kind of area, when we're looking for economic relief, the economy is still trying to go ahead and recover and will continue to be in recovery mode. Plus, we know inflation is in place right now with the economy. And the one industry that continues to keep moving forward is cannabis. And now these CEOs, who have many of them have been from Fortune 1000 backgrounds, they talk to Insider about this whole concept of what's going on after legalization what if we're not getting legalization what kind of relief will we get so they talked to a number of people some of the bullet points they mentioned was cannabis ceos aren't waiting around for the u.s government to legalize as some are eyeing international markets for expansion which is what canada did even after they rolled out legalization and these ceos also expect narrow reform around banking ahead of legalization which is the one major component that would really help out all these companies is be able to go and work with financial institutions and work with banks to do regular banking and build a gun just like any other business, which with that caveat, 
would probably help in the investor sector for more that want to invest in these companies as well. So they spoke with nine of the, the CEOs that represent nine of the largest U.S. and Canadian publicly traded cannabis companies. And the inaction by the U.S. government wasn't stopping them from growing their businesses. All the action, they said, is at the state level. One guest was Ben Kovler, CEO of Green Thumb Industries. He says, quote, this is a classic story of states versus the federal government. It's happened in many different ways, whether it's alcohol, gambling, gay marriage, you name it. It's going to be a state-led process. And by the way, that's the other area where we're seeing business being really disrupted, not in cannabis or anything like that, but, you know, it's much like uh, other industries have come around that have been niche or have been outside of the mainstream. Gambling, I'll tell you, keep an eye on that for 2022 because I think more states are going to be, now they're going to see all these ads going on for NFL games and for sports, live sports in general the interaction and the money they made off of consumers, not just from regular advertising, but from gambling. If Vegas is able to go and continue to get their stranglehold on getting people outside of Vegas to go ahead and bet on games and get the sports books available. I know in Florida in 2022, they're looking to go ahead and pass gambling to be legalized here in the, in the state. So that could be happening. And that could also include online sports betting in the state as well. So the whole gamut could happen. And gambling, I think, is going to be something we're going to hear about more in other states in 2022. So keep an eye on that. That's just my prognostication. In an October Gallup poll, 823 U.S. adults were surveyed, 50% of Republicans, and nearly two-thirds of total voters said they supported legalization. A number of states we already know have legalized and are working on ironing out regulations to get dispensaries open, which could add millions of consumers to the legal market. Next, they also said that in these CEOs, they talked about how they expect banking reform ahead of full-scale legalization. Now, we've already known about a number of bills circulating in Congress that would have legalized or at least decriminalized cannabis, but none have gained traction in the Senate this year. And we even know that the president has also been reluctant on signing any bills right now going forward on what could happen with that. But we know there is support from congressional leaders in the space. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From various political sides of the aisle, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who's been the most vocal across the board, along with Senator Wyden and Senator Cory Booker as a triad to try to get something passed here. Or even try to go send a memo to the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, to deschedule cannabis. Just to do it. To schedule from Schedule 1. But no answer was ever given. I don't know if we ever got far with that, but we'll find out. And then also, South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace, who, remember, Cory Gardner was also a big proponent, wrote the State Act with Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, another senator. And they're trying to do things. Now, George Archos, Verano Holding CEO... He told Insider that, which, by the way, Verona Holdings works, operates in 12 states, they said that narrow cannabis reform like the Safe Banking Act, which would let banks work with the cannabis industry but stop short of federal decriminalization, is more likely than outright legalization in the near term. And Joe Bayern, who's a CEO of Cureleaf, who's been trying to bring on our plant profits program for a while, but he's a really busy man, uh, he mentioned that the Safe Banking Act was at least 
the least contentious aspect of the broader cannabis legalization bills that have been proposed. Quote, so we're optimistic that we're going to get something around safe banking. And without it, it had become too expensive and difficult for many businesses to operate in the industry. He also goes on to say that, quote, it's a really critical part of trying to get this industry to reach its full potential and become an inclusive industry where people can come in as small businesses and participate in the growth. The other part they talked about is expansion. And, you know, I've already talked about on the program, you've heard me say many times how Canada is becoming the OPEC of cannabis. They're going to do the import export. They're going to try to do that because they have an oversupply of cannabis and the United States could have the same problem. So they're going to try to find ways to rectify that. So Canadian cannabis companies can list on major U.S. exchanges with one caveat that cannot sell products containing THC in the U.S. So they're looking at international markets where medical cannabis is legal or where cannabis legalization is on lawmakers' radar like Europe. Miguel Martin, CEO of Aurora Cannabis, talked about, quote, contrary to what many will say, legalization isn't happening in the U.S. anytime soon. I think there's going to be recognition there. there's a big world out there. According to Wall Street analysts, Aurora Cannabis exports more medical cannabis than any other Canadian company. And there are competitors like Tilray still trying to figure out legal pathways in the U.S. There are one of the other competitors, Cannabis Growth, has also similar deals in place with other U.S. cannabis companies. And as I've talked about before, all these companies, especially when it, had, when it came to Canada back in 2018, we talked to quite a few Canadian companies that were just on the upstart to now. And knowing that all these companies are building themselves up, they're following compliance, they're following regulations from state to state, and they are coming up with surpluses. And the pandemic didn't help, but businesses being deemed essential helped to continue to further the industry going forward. And it has really done well after the pandemic. It's one of the real survivors in the industry of what there was not a whole lot of change that needed to be made. There are still some that need to be made with any business that came in. Out in, and out, in and out of the pandemic, but now we're at a point where things are really coming across. So Canadian expansion to international markets, the U.S. is going to have to feel the same way about that as well coming up and going forward. And who knows what the federal government might do in terms of tax that as well. I don't know, but I would keep an eye on all this. Safe Banking Act, I think we could see, I mean, it's already passed through House Committee. It's been presented to the Senate. We don't know what else is going to happen with it. And we know we will try to be advanced and embedded into the National Defense Authorization Act. So they're trying to make attempts at it. And I think if the financial relief comes next year, that is something we can definitely look at. That is a possibility. Even the NCIA Cannabis Industry Voice podcast has also voiced that to some extent. So we'll keep an eye out on it and see where we can go going forward with that. Now, John Hickelooper, who's... A Democratic senator from Colorado spoke at the Hills Regulating Cannabis event and talked about how federal law prohibiting cash only cannabis businesses from using banks must be changed. He quote, he said, if you really wanted to create an industry that's dependent on gangs and cartels, make it all cash. It's almost like the system that is there now is oriented towards promoting things that we don't want. If you deschedule it, he called the cash only system a recipe for disaster and a blueprint for catastrophe. If you deschedule, he says, banks can start banking it so it's no longer a cash business. There are multiple negative consequences of having a be a cash business. One is that businesses themselves can't get loans. Now, we know that the Safe Banking Act has been pushed across, which would prevent it, prohibit the federal government from penalizing banks who provide service to legal cannabis businesses, passed the House with bipartisan support. Hickelieber also said that the Safe Banking Act would, quote, not oppose the will 
of states that have not legalized marijuana. In terms of banking, he said, I don't think there's any benefit to penalizing those states where their citizens have voted to legalize, end quote. He's not wrong. And we've talked to companies on grassroots marketing here on Bump Business of the kind of things they're trying to do, whether they're trying to go and use cash and then convert it to blockchain and then convert it back out. We've talked to people that are still doing smart safes on grassroots marketing and blunt business and knowing that the industry is trying to do its best to try to create innovation or at least do technologies that they can use to help provide more security for businesses. And, you know, one thing that's got to be considered, this is also just for cash. It's also just for traditional currency. What would NFTs or tokens or crypto coins down the line mean to the industry? We know that early on we talked with a number of, you know, companies who were trying to create coins that some have crashed and burned. Some have been, you know, just not, just no longer in the limelight right now. And we've seen all of that happen. And now it's just a matter of what is next? Can safe banking help to make something happen here? Is this the one thing we know can absolutely be a possibility in 2022? That is what everybody is hoping for in the industry. And we will continue to talk about this. We also know that, you know, I haven't made much about this part, but, you know, in this episode, but we also know that that's one of the things that a lot of the lobbying arms that we have talked to here on the program, which, you know, we talked to the Cannabis Council for Financial Regulation, the CFCR. We've talked to the U.S. Cannabis Council. We've talked to Shirley Orlowitz from the CFCR. We talked to Stephen Hawkins of the U.S. Cannabis Council. We talked to Andrew Friedman for the from CPAIR, among others, to tell us about this. We talked to the U.S. Hemp Roundtable. A lot of, you know, organizational bodies that have been out there, but in specifically more of the cannabis side, that are definitely hoping that the Safe Banking Act will be something that will get pushed across. Even in NSAA, we have many people that are very much support of Safe Banking Act. It's been there. It's been talked about. It's gone through committee after committee. It's gone up to the House. Where do we need to go next? And just keep an eye out as well. We're going to also, if there's any new announcements that come up from any of these organizational bodies, these lobbying arms, because, of course, this year, I wanted to make sure I knew what they were doing. I wanted some transparency, and I wanted to provide that to listeners here on the program. So we did that. Now, let's see what continues to go on. We'll continue to follow along with what they're doing, and we'll follow along with the Safe Banking Act legislation and see if it will actually make it to a vote and can actually be signed by President Biden, which will be a great thing. We're going to leave it for a moment as we go ahead and come back for a commercial break. I want to talk about more about the what JD Super talks JD Super excuse me talks about is the cannabis industry's downside and what the risks are still sitting in place if safe banking doesn't happen and what other ramifications could happen with legalization down the line. If it's not legalization full roll fully rolled out, what could come next? We're gonna talk about that coming up after a short break. Stay with us. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more blunt business. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. So we talked just before the break about some of the government relief we could hope for when it comes to 2022 and where things are going on it. The reason we really are focusing so much on it is because of the fact that there are so many risks that are still being left out that are really businesses need to be aware of and where things are still standing where we need ultimately federal oversight or at least federal support on passing legislation to get legalization up front or get us closer as, as close as we can get to it which is what i think everybody feels like is a directive that's going to be gun, be done by the federal government going into 2022 in the midterm elections that's where we're going to be and then maybe look at legalization after the midterm elections and i think it's still something that that congress could look at no matter what happens in the midterms whatever changes or non-changes happen in congress in terms of which side of the aisle any congressperson represents so now here's something that was brought up in an article by jd super who puts out some good referential articles on the legal side and these are a couple things i wanted to bring up in the story that was titled it's not all fun and games the cannabis industry's downside now they write Quote, if you own or operate a cannabis-related business, don't expect to jump on the refinancing bandwagon the next time home loan interest rates drop. In fact, your best bet is to possibly probably to purchase your home and any of their assets outright in cash. Since cannabis is still federally illegal, FDIC-insured banks are unlikely to consider income from a cannabis business in a mortgage application, which eliminates the possibility of home ownership for many cannabis business owners. If you can't afford to buy a home without financing, you may need a co-signer, and you'll probably probably pay higher rates and fees to offset your apparent quote-unquote risk. In the same vein, cannabis businesses can't generally apply for standard business loans, removing a layer of financial protection that's available to most entrepreneurs, and you won't get any tax breaks on your business, putting you, you at another disadvantage relative to other business owners. Because of the federal government maintains you are a common criminal, Section 280E, the accounting code, does not allow for tax write-offs. Taxes for the cannabis industry range from 50 to 90%. As a ra- those are razor-slim margins. That stands out. To me, when I look at that right there and what's being done, these are just a couple of examples of the risks we have just at home and in business. And this is where the Safe Banking Act, we would have relief from Section 280, which has still been an issue that we've talked about extensively with, with legal counsel and with accountants here on Blunt Business. And we'll continue to talk about it because everybody needs to be aware of what 
is still in the line that we need to see some change for. And hopefully we can see what state governments are able to do from state to state. But then it's still the federal government that has the ultimate authority on being able to make changes necessary. Now, they talk about the personal fallout of working in the cannabis industry, which is another thing that people might not take into consideration once you jump in. But all of you in the business sector that are here listening to this program, if you're in the, the industry, you know this. It's one thing to have a bank deny your mortgage application because some suit in a stuffy office thinks you're probably a criminal. It's quite another to hear your soon-to-be ex telling the judge in your custody that you're a degenerate drug dealer and you have the judge agree. This is a very extreme example, but I understand what they're trying to go with. Should you have to go to court for anything, a divorce, child custody dispute, personal injury claim, enforcement of a contract, or even a speeding ticket, be prepared for your opponent to bring up your line of work as evidence you are a slacker, unreliable, untrustworthy, or more. And they're talking about early on in the article about stigma. But we all know that that is changing quite a bit. And this is why how being in the industry, operating in the industry, and working in the industry all have ramifications. And why it's more important than ever that any organizations that are leading the charge to get legalization to happen or to get some kind of support, it's more important than ever in 2022 to, if not to support or you know, donate to these causes, but then to volunteer and get your voice heard with these causes. Because more importantly, this show is meant to go and be done where I'm going to keep bringing up the stories that I think people should care about, that we wish we should be careful of and we should be aware of and call them out and make sure that all of you feel like at the end of, the, of each episode, I want to make sure that you're feeling like, OK, this is a call to action. There's something here that's being brought up, something new I might not have heard out. And listen, I, I'm i here to provide the information. I'm not a business owner. I work for a company that talks about the cannabis industry, and that's where I'm at. I mean, but I follow the industry so much, I'm the person that has the time to go and follow the stories here, and that's what I do. So anyway, let me know what you think about what we talked about here. And if you have any other commentary, please let me know. In the meantime, i got one other story to go and bring up which is also important, and that is how cannabis stocks could soon get a big legislative jolt. And it's from CNBC that put this article out. They said, quote, cannabis investors in the last two weeks have seen a whipsaw. Never heard that. Like, what, what, like whiplash? That would be in high demand at Six Flags or Hershey Park. But it's been painful when investing in an already volatile asset class. The excitement around legislative catalysts to re-rate the sector higher has hung over the market for the last 15 months and provided periods of exhilaration. However, it has also left investors nauseous as follow-through has been hard to come by. As a result, an industry that offers extraordinary growth while supporting multiple social, lifestyle, and ESG trends has felt like a little bit like a roller coaster. At the root of the recent volatility was the excitement created by a Republican-led legislation package that aims to federally legalize cannabis while leaving the states to govern social equity and criminal justice issues. So we know there any kind there's any kind of legislation, proposals, bills that are being proposed, anything like that we're seeing right now, it creates interest in the stocks. It creates interest in investors, and it creates interest in general. We all know that Wall Street, we know large money investors, who knows who else, is ready to jump in and invest. They're just waiting for the curtain to be lifted. They're waiting for the gates to be opened. The invisible door needs to be found. 
so people can walk through it and enter and thrive, just like we all are looking to do within this industry. That is my final words for this episode of Blunt Business for 2021. See you next year. Thanks for listening in. I'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.